right, we're going live. We are live. Welcome to Be Yoga Live with Jenny B. I'm your host, Jenny B, coming to you from Montreal. And I have today on the show a very special guest who I love so much, who also happens to be a good friend. Christine Gannett is here to talk to us today about the chakra system. And uh, yeah, I guess I wanted to just give a little introduction of how we met because I feel like that's important. Um, I have had the pleasure to have lots of exciting people on the show, some who I know well, some who I've never met. Uh, Christine is one of those people where, um, you know, you have your yoga teacher. Christine was my favorite yoga teacher for a long time. And what I most appreciated about Christine's classes, now, I, how many years ago are we talking that I would have been your student? easily six seven, easily six years ago so eight. and i think i was i don't think i was even teaching at that time so we had this teacher-student relationship which is you know a normal thing and it's very rare in my experience anyway that teachers and students then you know end up being close enough friends so this is really special that you're here um uh, but yeah what i really loved about your, about christine's classes were they were these incredibly strong practices like even if she was teaching it gentle or no yeah i mean your, your cla gentle classes were still gentle but she's such a strong person and could really um you know i felt really pushed by her classes at a time where i really needed to, to push myself and she always had amazing playlists and um and uh and then as time went on she um was talking a lot about the chakras and she specialized in she specialized in um uh the chakra system and in bringing this more to i could even say bringing it more to the mainstream because and i'd love to hear what you have to say about it christine it's like one of these things that like westerners western society we can accept yoga on you know whatever sort of levels and then we talk about chakras and people are like Ooh, you know they get scared or um or skeptical or like well no it can't be or you know whatever the thing is so i'm hoping we can uh today demystify some of that and um yeah I'll let you please introduce yourself tell us exactly who you are what you do for a living uh, what you got going on in your life and then we'll get into it oh thank you for this wonderful introduction you're just so so kind and and i I too, I think it was, it was, I remember it being something covered in teacher training, the whole idea of, you know, when do relationships with your students go to that other level that, you know, like, you know, you're trying to balance your professionalism with your, your, your relationships. And, and I think that um, there's just some people we meet that we, we can't help but fall in love with. And you're one of those people. Mm. So oh, happy, happy to call you my friend as well as, you know, yeah, I think, so, I think though. I was thinking about it earlier. Sorry to cut you off. I think the thing that did make it different is that at some point we were colleagues. So then we were ending yes. up at staff parties together. And that was probably what changed things yeah. a little bit rather than just hanging out with somebody yeah. who you see on the mat. I think that. Well, yeah. And it happened, so it happened organically, right? So it happened organically. But yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. And then I've been watching your journey and, and really appreciating a lot of what you do. Um, so what I do, so yes, I'm a yoga teacher and I'm a life coach and I'm a massage therapist. So I do do some work with the chakras and, and most notably I use the chakras in what I like to call the most practical of ways. And part of that is because of what you say, like it's a little bit, I haven't experienced too many people feeling like afraid of chakras. It's not really quite that experience, although I, I, I anticipate that. And then people surprise me and they're all open to it. They're like, oh yeah, I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to know more. Um, the, the thing that, that I think hiccups for most people is the fact that it, it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that sounds nice. And we move on with our lives and we don't do anything with it. Right. And so I'm kind of going, well, hold on. There's actually something that we can do with it. Like we can actually um use this information and and connect and tune in with that system in a way that can be really supportive and even um healing 
and insightful for us. So that's the work that I do. So I'll bring it into coaching sessions. I have the chakra tune in I do as well to just give us some exercises to tune in with it and to connect with that. And, uh, and that's a lot of my work. I, I do do a little bit of Reiki during massages. So there's definitely use of the chakra system in that regard. And that's what I've been up to. And I'm a mom Amazing. now. You were one of the very first people to find out. <laughs> I found out in a sneaky way. I thought, I think I found in a way that you really wanted to tell me, but you weren't sure if you should or you could. And then you like, do you remember how you told me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. So, so I was, I, I've been following Jenny for a long time and, um, and you happen to pop on and talk about um, a particular type of breath that you can use during, during labor. And, uh, and I asked a question about that and you immediately sent me a direct message and said, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I can't help it. I can't because I had just found out like the day before I was like, oh it's funny really, really so fresh. that's not my memory that's not oh, my no. memory of it you oh, no. the reason I probably sent you that text is because I got a double whammy of clues and the first okay. was hey what do you know about getting tattoos during pregnancy oh, yes. and <laughs> then a couple days later I got the message about breathing so after that it was obvious yeah, exactly. That was the other thing is I had put down my deposit. I was there. I was ready to go get uh, a tattoo on like the Saturday and found out on like the Tuesday that I was pregnant. And I was like, uh oh, I'm going to have to cancel this appointment, aren't I? So I messaged you anyway. Amazing. Yeah. So you're, you are a mom and that is a, that's a full-time job, but you're still back. Uh, I feel like you went back to teaching before a year was up and that seemed like it was a really nice thing for you. Yeah, I went back to massaging before the year was up. And then right when I was going to, yeah, I also started teaching a bit before as well. Unfortunately, my my mat leave was kind of ending around when the pandemic hit. So I had a bit of a hiccup at the beginning there. And then things started back up again a little later. So now, now I'm back in. Welcome back. I was wondering if we could back up a bit because we're just saying the chakra system, you know, but mm. like what the heck, is, what is a chakra? What is a chakra? What is a chakra? What's a chakra? So yeah, a chakra is um, a center of energy. It's basically a wheel of energy. So if we consider that the, um, there's so many different things. So energy is just this one big blanket term that can cover all kinds of different things. But if we look at, if we look at prana, let's, let's talk about prana. If we look at like life force and energy, this flows in and out of our body. It can come in through the roots, through our feet, through the ground, through planet earth. And it can also come from up higher and come down into us. And as it flows through us, if you think of ourselves as kind of like a tube where things are moving up and down, up and down, there are these centers along the way where this energy, there's like centers of this energy, these balls and wheels of energy that turn. And each of these centers is a chakra that has different qualities and different attributes to it. Um, that when we really attune, if we can take that time to to learn how to listen and feel it, we start to realize that they they do each have individual um, messages, right? Their individual qualities, individual feelings. So that's all it really is. So it's different wheels of energy along the channel of the different energies that move up and down through our bodies. That's what it is. So. That's that's like the, the the most compressed version I can say about that. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of these things, right? There's there's <laughs> lots to be read and lots to study. So when I when now as you're talking about the flowing energy, because I am familiar with this, I just see 
different colors. What can you mm -hmm. tell us about the different colors that we attribute to the different chakras? Or, you know, and also, can you walk us through the different placement of where where the yogis say the chakras live? Mm -hmm. So the chakra system is full of symbolism. It's full of symbolism, including, including the actual symbols. There are these very specific symbols. There are different, um, uh, we use a lotus flower to represent each chakra and each one has a different number of petals. So then there's also numerology involved and there's color involved and you can get into sound and you can get into the crystals. There's a lot of symbolism when it comes to chakras. So when you're picturing chakras, as we all have, we've seen the image of the, the you know, the yogi sitting in lotus pose and they have these seven, colors it's like a rainbow of colors of these little circles that go up their spine that's just the symbolism to show us okay well down at your root and at your base with the color red we've got root chakra and then as we move into the sacral area we've got orange which is your sacral chakra at the core at your belly is your solar plexus that's yellow at your heart it's green at your throat it's a blue at your third eye it's an indigo blue and at your crown it's a, a violet color or sometimes it's white and, and so that's the symbolism. So once you, just by picturing it that way, and it's like, okay, if I sit down and I feel into my root and I feel red, and then I know, okay, there's also the element, it's the element of earth. And then I start thinking about the different qualities and the attributes. We're talking about grounding, we're talking about heaviness, we're talking about a certain amount of inertness. Now we start to understand what the, the feeling of it is, right? So I like to think of the chakras as, it's symbolism to help our logical minds grasp the concept of something that's actually quite complex. Mm -hmm. So using something like colors tends to be really easy and fast for us to represent, to go, okay, I can get that. Like you don't think of the color yellow and think about taking a nap. You know what I mean? Like we know uh -huh. that the color yellow has uh -huh. a certain energy behind it, right? And so there we go into our solar plexus where we're talking about the element of fire and we're talking about personal power we're talking about just 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 power really power right and and so that's what the colors end up looking like so everything is some is symbolism that's what it all boils down to to help us understand something that's more complex now added to that why those specific colors with those specific chakras honestly some of it is the symbolism, but there's also for those that are really deeply attuned, they can actually, on meditating upon it, see these colors within mm -hmm. someone's system. Right? We can actually see and feel the color and the sound and the quality that's behind each one of these energy centers because they are real. I know that that was one of your things like, our chakra is real. They are real. Are they actually? all the things that we say they are in the most specific and, and concrete of ways, they're probably a little bit more fluid. There's probably a little bit more um, given, you know, uh, like less blurred lines, let's say, between all of it. But there's still something very tangibly real behind all of it. And what would you, how would you explain, this is something that we hear a lot, um, maybe it's just my entourage or just the fact that I know a lot of yoga teachers and, and energy workers light workers however you want to say it um if you're if your chakra is blocked what happens with a blocked chakra for example and i have my own very incredible story about about the throat <laughs> what can you yeah so so you you can assume somebody has a blocked throat root chakra what what how might that manifest 
So first of all, founders can't really block. It's just, again, terminology that we sometimes apply to things. The, the energy is always there and it's always flowing on some level. However, there can be an imbalance and there can be um, something that needs a little bit of healing and attention. Right? So mostly that's what it boils down to is it's attention. So if we consider that each one of our chakras is representing a piece of our life experience, okay? And it is the symbolism of that life experience. It's actually a quality and on an energetic plane within our bodies and within our systems. Well, if something's gone awry in that particular area of our lives, we may start to experience an imbalance at that physical region of the body or with any of the systems that's linked with that. So if you come down to uh, throat chakra, Right, so throat chakra is often about, and we'll, we'll use the most obvious one people will talk about, it's about speaking your truth, right? Or it's about expression and expressing yourself, right? It's associated with your voice, right? And so there may be within there, okay, um, I haven't been expressing myself, I've been holding back, I haven't been speaking my truth, I haven't been speaking up for myself, all of these different things, and all of a sudden you've got like chronic laryngitis. I swear you know to God that happened to me. There was something that yeah. need to be said. I've never lost my voice in my life. I couldn't get the words out. You were, I don't know if you were involved in that. Anyway, it was at a time where you and I were very much connected at the studio at Happy Tree that we were working at. And I needed I needed to speak up and I, I waited, I waited, I waited. And then I lost my voice. And by the mm -hmm. time I picked up the phone to have that conversation, there was not a whole lot coming out. And that's mm -hmm. not something that I could have uh, invented or created. I wasn't sick. I didn't have a cough or cold. I just, I, I just lost my voice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's why I find it so insightful to know more about the chakras, because sometimes there are these things that come up that seem inexplicable. I don't have a cold. I'm not sick. I don't, you know, whatever it is. And yet I've lost my voice. Meanwhile, I've got something else going on that if I don't know about the chakras, I'm not going to connect those two things. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where it becomes this. That's where I come into the practical understanding of it. It's like, OK, well, what if we were to just kind of remember all because every chakra, once we look at all seven of them, they literally cover every part of your life. So therefore, once we look at the life and we look at the chakras, we can connect the two things and we can get insight about that. And we can also give ourselves opportunities to explore how to heal those things and to to move beyond blockages. And I don't necessarily mean a blocked chakra as much as I mean just a personal block. Like I haven't had this difficult conversation and I need mm -hmm. to have this difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. well, I need to sit down and figure out how I'm going to process my way through that difficult conversation. Something that just popped into my mind that I don't know the answer to, because this is not what I would call my area of expertise by any means. I mean, I've had experiences with and I've meditated. And, um, is there a time in one's life where we, where we build, like do, do we start, I'm thinking just, I don't know why this popped in my mind that babies are very connected to their root chakra. Yes? Oh my God, I'm so glad that you asked this question. Yes, 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 and yes. So there is literally in the development of a baby through childhood and then adolescence and then adulthood, we literally move through the chakras and we get to a certain point okay. where we might not move beyond, right? And every person can kind of get to a place where they don't develop, you know, beyond that point. But definitely when we're looking at little, little babies, so newborn babies, young babies, let's say up to about a year old, more or less, right? We are definitely looking actually that's not true. Let's look at the first six months, the first six months of a baby's life. It's all about root chakra. 
It is quite literally about, I need to feel safe. I need to be nourished. I need to know mom is near, right? I need to have my bases covered because that child cannot physically take care of it themselves. So that need is so paramount and so important. And then as that starts to become a little bit more steady and they start to gain a little bit more autonomy, they start to get into second chakra and they're, de they're developing their emotional intelligence, right? And then it starts becoming not just that I need to know mom is near because I need to feel safe, but I need to know mom is near because I need to know that I'm loved and I'm cared for. Right. And it starts to develop into all of that. And then as that moves on and they enter into a toddlerhood, I hear it so often. I hate this term because my son is entering this phase right now. And every time someone says that, I cringe a little bit. But here it is. The terrible twos. I hate that term because no kid is terrible. They are developing their third chakra. They are discovering their sense of personal power. They are in the point. They are quite literally in that moment developing their ego. So it, it builds and then you get into young children. Now they're developing relationships. They're getting, they're making friends. Do we just move up to the heart chakra? We just moved up to heart chakra. Yeah. Right. So when you start looking at four to six year olds, let's say, so I mean, obviously these ages are not fixed, but let's say somewhere in that range, it's heart chakra. Right. Mm -hmm. And then as they get a little bit older, they start developing their voice. They start expressing themselves. Right, and you start getting into like say young, you know, preteens and in, in, in that area, right? Oh dear God, I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I know you know that one very, very well. So that's the thing, right? Is that it? It really is. It really is. And if we were to consciously develop these things, so that's going to happen naturally through childhood, just as we grow up. But then if we were to consciously develop these things, then as we get a little bit older from there, we start going, okay, well, hold on. Can I listen to my own intuition? Can I go into the third eye? Can I actually mm -hmm. recognize that I have a wisdom inside of myself that I need to pay attention to? And then as we go a little bit beyond that, maybe now you want to start connecting a bit more with something greater because it's not so much about me anymore. It's recognizing how I fit into the greater whole. So, so are we in, in our later years then? Is this like, uh, I guess it depends. Like you said, it depends on the person, but I'm just thinking of, uh, geez, I'm just having this this time of connecting it to the phases of life in Ayurveda, mm -hmm. where now we're in the in the Vata time, where people, where we're you know we're we're close sometimes to the end of things, and we start to to look outside of ourselves for the the bigger meanings. Um, I think when it comes is, to the development of the chakras, the first four, okay, so we're looking at root, sacral, solar plexus, and heart. Those are part of the development of of a person. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, let's say childhood through adolescence and in or say baby, in, you know, from the day they're born to adolescence. And then the other chakras kind of get developed alongside and they may or may not advance or not along the way, depending on the person, depending on the experience. Um, all the chakras are there all the time. A baby is born with a crown chakra. It's not like it wasn't there. But in terms of developing that part of their self, the first four, I think, are part of the development you know, childhood development. Okay, now I'm going to trip on this for a while, Christine, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but now I'm, I'm so happy to have had this conversation. It's not that I've stayed away from learning, you know, there's just only so many hours in a day or so many <laughs> things we can study, but they're, but babies are born without their bones being fused, they are right? So, so connected. they're connected even, yeah, okay. They are so, so go for connected. It. <laughs> they are so connected in a way that actually we become more closed off mm -hmm. because we get into 
the logical mind, the, the, the bone actually fuses and comes together at the top. Um, little babies are actually still very deeply connected. There's a reason why when we look at little babies, we see something pure and innocent and actually very wise inside mm -hmm. of them, right? And then they can't grow out of it. They become little toddlers and it's all about them. And it's already, already begins, the disconnection already begins. And then mm -hmm. it becomes the rest of our lives is trying to come back. Hmm. Well, I thought now in this time, now that I'm, I'm seeing all these colors and you helped me build it up this way, I think I've had this question before, but I'll ask you since, since you're in front of me here. Um, when we were talking about the root chakra, the very base, and you were listing off some basic needs, I immediately thought of Maslow's pyramid. Is mm -hmm. there any way where people have connected the chakra system and, and Maslow's pyramid? Um, I haven't seen the connection with Maslow's pyramid, but I have seen a connection to the human needs that were defined by Tony Robbins. Um, not your favorite person, I know, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Personality aside, his, the needs that he came up with were, uh, the way I see it, honestly, is the fact that if you pick up any self-help book, if you pick up any spiritual book, if you pick up any professional development book, everybody's got a system. <laughs> everybody's got a system to help us compartmentalize the different parts of ourselves. So whether it's Maslow or it's these human needs or it's whatever it is. Um, and, and they often have similarities and they often do connect. So I have done work where I've made that connection. So for example, with the root chakra, um, if we, we say that it's grounding and it's stability in terms of that list of human needs, um, it would be the need for certainty, to be certain, to know what's what, to not be in a place of uncertainty. Right, which I think a lot of us have been living now for almost a year. And uh, so I think a lot of us are experiencing some root chakra shakeup. So, you know, that's definitely. So, part why of is it. it, why is it then that some people are so good at living with uncertainty while, uh, you know, myself included? Like, I just want to, I just want to know. I just want to know all the things. And yeah, I can trust the universe, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I just want to know. Whereas other people are so much more go with the flow. Like, of course, there's personality, but in terms of, of chakra, what, what could be the difference between how, how things are playing out in, in a person's system if some people are, constantly able to trust are they so well connected in that root chakra they're not getting that shake up possibly i don't know if i have an actual answer to this and i think that this is this is another example of how there's no one size fits all with all of it so we can look mm -hmm. at the 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 person from the chakra system we can look at the person from um ayurveda and their doshic you know, constitution. We can look at a person from all different kinds of things, personalities, do a personality test on the internet and you'll get another category category that you fall into. There are so many different ways in which we are the same, but also different. And some of them are based on constitution and some of them are based on nurture. We know this, there's also a difference between oh, nature and the, the, the nurture versus nature right? So you can have two children that are growing up in more or less exactly the same circumstance, the same household, the same everything, and yet they are still very, very different. And one is going to handle uh, a period of uncertainty swimmingly, and the other one just has such a hard time and needs so much extra love. And it's the same for us adults. Some of us are going to need to have our hand held, and some of us are going to be like, I got this. It's all good. Mm -hmm, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and why is that? Is it the nature? Is it the nurture? It could be a little bit of both. Um, I know for myself, there is, 
I've done a lot of work. Part of why we all come to these things for our own personal reasons, right? You don't become a yoga teacher because you're a super stable and wonderful person. You probably got here because something was a little bit shaky and yoga saved you. And now you want to share that. that that's pretty much every yoga teacher's experience. <laughs> um, and I honestly, I would, I would question someone who doesn't have experience and wonder why they're a yoga teacher, because that tends to be the thing. And, and I know for myself, my, my nature is one that can be very emotive and very explosive and I can crumble really, really easily. And um, I needed lots of grounding practices. I needed things to bring me back to my center. I needed things to help keep me calm. And so now I have this arsenal of stuff behind me to try and keep me calm, but there's no, it didn't matter how much I had in my toolkit, the pandemic shook me. Right. Like that's, that's just, you know, like there's a, it, I think that's, the, that's what it is, is it's not that straightforward. When you're talking about, um, we have a couple minutes left and I know that you have a new program. So there, there's been, from what I understand, a reincarnation of a program that I was once uh, very happy to be a part of that you created. I'm wondering how um, the details of that program and how you use it. So I just knowing you and what you said a moment ago, I feel like you're taking this thing where most of us are, you know, maybe interested in understanding it on a theoretical level, but you're taking it into the practical and everyday is is that right? And can you tell us how uh, how that mm -hmm. how that works? Yeah. So um, this is actually going to be the fifth year that I run this program. So it's called the Chakra Tune In. It's a free program. It's twenty one days, and we take three days per chakra. So I work with a system of seven chakras. Um, there are different ways in which that can look, but for us, we're looking with seven, and um, it's a tune in. It's really, how can we tune in? How can we attune to the different energies of these chakras? And so the exercises are ways to do that in the practical day to day, right? So like right here, right now, how can I check in with my heart chakra? What can I do to explore my throat chakra? Okay, can we and, do that? You have a, do, I'm cutting you off. Finish, and then can you leave us on a little exercise? Could we do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. so finish, please to... finish after I, before I. Uh, okay. I want the heart, please. Can we do the heart, please? Oh my god. Okay, good. So let me finish talking about the. Okay, we'll do a heart one. Heart one. So uh, yeah, so that's the tune in. So that's what it is, and so we have two tune in exercises, and then we do a yoga practice every third day. That connects and us this is physically. a free program. I'll leave. Uh, we'll free. leave the link. Uh, we'll leave the link in the comments and uh, mm -hmm. Christine's website. I just had up there a moment ago. Christine-Gannett.com. Yeah. Um, and we'll leave the link for her program there. That's amazing that it's free. That's uh, yeah. It's a free program. Twenty-one days. I just send you a little email every day. There's also a workbook, so you get a preview as to what all the the, the tune in exercises are. Oh, I'm be. in. I'm gonna do this. I love I love taking <laughs> your courses. This is great. You can be my yeah, teacher. I, mean, I also have some guided meditations that I'm just throwing in there, and of course, there's the seven yoga practices. So it's 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 fun. It's a great opportunity to tune in. It can be deeply healing due to some of the um, exercises that we do, and, and insightful. Absolutely, and then it gives us a little bit of an idea. Um, going forward, how we can connect back in with that whenever we need to. So oh, heart you. chakra, heart chakra. So just to to make sure we're all on the same page, if we're talking about heart chakra, we're talking about the energetic space of your heart. So right at the center of the chest behind the breastbone, this is the color green. This is the element of air. And if you breathe into it, you can feel your heart beating in your chest. 
And everything to do with your heart chakra is about love, about connection, relationships, compassion, understanding, and acceptance. And the most direct path towards healing any relationship, including the relationship with yourself, is the path of forgiveness. And the very first step in any forgiveness of self or others, the first step is that willingness to forgive. Having a willingness to forgive. You can take a moment to think of something that you need to forgive yourself for. Maybe it's a mistake that you've made. Maybe it's something you said you wish you hadn't. We all have shame over something. Just taking a moment now to really truly let it go, forgiving yourself for that thing. And we will do so by repeating the Ho'oponopono prayer. The Ho'oponopono prayer is a prayer of love and forgiveness from Hawaii. So normally we would do this where we look at ourselves in the mirror deeply into our eyes, but for now, Ask you to place your hands on your heart and repeat inside of yourself. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Take a nice deep breath in and slowly release. And you can release your hands and everything else. Thank you. I know there are people watching and I hope that you came, you uh, joined us for that. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank I am. I'm very aware that we were, you know, live in that moment. I, um, with a colleague that we used to share, Asami Martins, I did a workshop with her once where that was the, the focus and I was a blubbering disaster. 
we did yeah. this yoga practice filled with you know camel pull it was like oh and that oh, i just remember being a mess mm. it's a very powerful practice thank you so mm. much thank mm. you so much for being here today so christine Gannett, and uh we'll leave the link to her amazing free program that's coming up just around the corner you can find her on christine dashgannett.com and um yeah that was a that was a pleasure that was way too fun and it has been entire i don't think we've seen each other in uh in person since before well no we haven't seen each other in person since before covid so i cannot wait for the next time that we can uh i uh yeah i really look forward to seeing you again thank you for being here i hope you have a wonderful rest of the day thank and, you so uh, much for having yeah, me have a great thank you for having these conversations every week it's been an absolute um, pleasure to to watch you and to see you just kind of diving into these conversations that mm -hmm. I think all of us ask these little questions like what is the chakra system or, or mm -hmm. all the different things that you've been addressing and um, I think it's really important for us to take that moment and to to have the conversations around it and be a little bit more purposeful with our, our yoga and our journeys so thank you for doing sure. this. Uh, really well said. Thank you so much, Christine. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. See you soon. Bye. Bye.